0: Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to episode 51. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Trent. And I'm your other host, Fred Carr. And a huge week in the NFL. The divisional uh, round just wrapped up. We have all the four teams that are moving on to the conference uh, championships. So we're going to break down all the games and predict um, the, uh, the conference championships.
1: Yep, and we're going to um, give you guys our reactions to the huge blockbuster trade in the NBA um, with James Harding going to the Brooklyn Nets to form a big three one of the greatest one of the most talented big threes we've ever seen with Kyrie um Durant and Harden so um yeah it's gonna be a great show we're excited
0: so the end is near for NFL season um Super Bowl is coming up very very soon so yeah can't wait to see that soon and uh we'll see y'all peace thank you guys what is going on Shrey? how are you doing today
1: I'm doing great. It was a great weekend of football. Um, sad that there's only three games left in the season, but got to do what you got to do, you know. I swear, just yesterday,
0: um, it was week one, man. I remember all the games from week one, and then here we are. We have two weeks, two games, two weeks left of games um, in the NFL the conference championships and the Super Bowl, and then after that, it's going to be just a lot, just straight NBA until July. So I uh, can't complain about that. But here we are in the NFL season. Let's kick it off. First game and last game for Drew Brees. The New Orleans Saints yesterday, um, they fall 30-20 to 20 to Tom Brady, who I think solidified himself as the GOAT. I don't think there's any debate now. Uh, 14 years, 13 of the last 14 conference cha- championships had, had Tom Brady in them. Uh, this guy is just – he's not – He's not human, man. He's the LeBron James of the NFL, consistently great every year, year in, year out. There's never a a bad year for Tom Brady. Um, I think he really shut out that debate, you know, whether it was him or Belichick. I think we can all agree the now. The
1: system QB debate. Yeah,
0: I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, Brady carried Belichick throughout all these years. And, listen, what I saw last night from Tom Brady, he wasn't the greatest. He wasn't – you know, he didn't have the biggest arm – but he played smart football. His, his IQ yesterday was through the roof, never turned the ball over, and that's exactly all they needed. Um, he, knew, he knew the situation extremely well, never turned the ball over. Breeze, on the other hand, turns it over three times. The Saints lose a turnover battle, and that's the, that's the game. So the Buccaneers are moving on. They're going to face the Green Bay Packers. Shrey, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady's performance in this game?
1: Uh, just the goat doing goat things. He realized the situation in the game. It wasn't a game like last week where he had to make big throws, throw it, to, throw it on the outside to his great receivers. He knew what he had to do um, according to the game plan and according to the game situation. He just had to check it down to his tight ends, running backs. Uh, Leonard Fournette had a great game. He led the team in receptions. Props to Fournette, uh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, because he was looking – he was looking – horrible earlier in the season the vision was off um wasn't really involved in the offense some of the games but <clears throat> I think the game changed um I kind of saw I saw it coming once uh Rojo and Fournette started to get it going towards the late third quarter and then that fumble by um Jared Cook one of I just like that was one of the dumbest fumbles I've ever seen you're you catch it going to the middle in man coverage. And the ball's on your and, right, and the guy's on your right. Bo- <laughs> so yeah, and the guy's on your right, and you're holding it with one hand. You're not even covering it up. So, like, obviously, that like that's fresh meat for a defender. He's going to punch it out. um, And that just changed the game. I knew the Saints weren't winning after that because that's when the defense just started getting worn out. There are three turnovers um, inside um, uh, Saints territory. So, it's just – there's not much your defense can do. Um, Drew Brees looked horrible. Um, it was probably one of his worst, if not worst, game of his career. Um, he just he just didn't have the zip anymore this year. I've been saying it for the last few years. Uh, he's pretty washed. Uh, he just doesn't have the zip in his arm. Um, can't really throw it outside the numbers. Can't really throw it deep. Um, both of the first pick to um, Michael Thomas, I mean – that just epitome, uh, that was just an epitome of what it's been for Drew Brees the past few years in the playoffs. Just can't um, push the ball down the field, can't really make those tight window throws that he used to. Um, and he threw it way behind Michael Thomas, who also did not show up, had a horrible game. Um, no catches on four targets. He had a drop. And, um, yeah, he just did he couldn't separate. Um, I don't know how I feel about it was – him and his health. Um he dealt with that high ankle sprain the whole year, but they sat him at the end of the year for him to get healthy and he, he didn't catch a pass. Um I think that put to rest any of those um <clears throat> uh Michael Thomas, uh number one receiver in the league um debates. Uh I don't think I think he, he is top five, but I don't think he's number one He doesn't have the ability to separate, like, a Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have that, like, next gear. Um, But uh, I think maybe um, next year with a new quarterback, maybe Jameis Winston, um, maybe he can get it going with the offense opening up. Maybe they'll throw it deep a little more. He did look good earlier in his career um, going deep. So hopefully he can uh, redeem himself. Cause this was a pretty bad um, bounce back season from that nineteen hundred yards he had last year, but I mean Tom Brady did his thing. Um, the Bucks defense came to play. That was the best game of the season. Um, yeah, I,
0: I, yeah. The I, Bucks. It's gonna be. It's
1: gonna be a great week. It's gonna be a great game next week. I, I'm I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, we got um, Devin White yesterday. Played the game of his life, man. He was yeah. everywhere. Every single time I looked up, he got either made a tackle, got a fumble recovery. I think he had a pick too. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Murphy bunting balled out as well. The entire Bucks team just came together at the right moment. They're gelling um, in the past few weeks. Ever since that loss to, I think it was the Rams, or no, it was yeah. it was the Rams. Yeah. Ever since that loss, they've been playing excellent football, and I they they look incredible. They they're getting hot at the right time. Um, towards the end of the year, they're coming to the playoffs red hot. They're streaking. Tom Brady is playing. He knows he's the smartest quarterback to ever play. Man, this man just knows every situation too well. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Drew Brees was just forcing too many balls, especially at the end. He just tried to force balls he couldn't. He knew he couldn't throw those. He should have just thrown it away. But when, mm-hmm. when the Saints are behind, I feel like it's game over. Man, the Saints are not a team to come up, to come back from behind, especially with a quarterback who can't throw the ball. Um, the running game for the Buccaneers was excellent. They finally they're sixty yards from both of their running backs. Um just I mean, they never got away from the running game, which I feel like earlier in the yeah, year they ran it yeah. more than
1: they passed. They ran it um thirty-five times.
0: Yeah, and they passed thirty-three three times. Um yeah, Bruce Arians finally stuck to his guns. He has two big backs there, and he finally utilized them, utilized them well. He knew when to use Ronald Jones and when to use Fournette. Um Fournette I, I, see, I feel like he should be the number one back going forward, especially, like, the way he's playing now, especially now that he can catch the ball. Um, he, he's balling, he's balling out. We're seeing that Jacksonville um, Jaguar Leonard Fournette, the one who hits the hole and is going to mm-hmm. get four or five yards every single carry. So.
1: Down. They started getting pushed around the yeah. line in the second half. That's when I knew it was over because those are two big backs. Like, you're not going to be able to stop that offense. Um once they get, yeah, going. they had that
0: first drive in the third quarter with Alvin Kamara, was just like gashing the Bucs. But the Bucks like closed out the gap in the later in the game. Uh, Drew Brees had that one touchdown. And at, the, at that point, I was like, okay, if the Saints can stop the Bucs right here, they're gonna win this game. But, um, Tom Brady threw a dime to uh, I think it was Scotty Miller and who was, yeah,
1: it? and he got a 15 yeah, penalty. Really... Or, no, no, they didn't call a penalty. yeah, they didn't.
0: Uh, he threw another Tyler Johnson. I gotta give you props for that. That was a beautiful catch. Uh pretty much saved the yeah. I mean that, that changed that changed the game as well. After that catch, the Bucs I think drove down and scored a touchdown there. So yeah, the Bucks are uh it's gonna be a great game against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who played against mm-hmm. the number one ranked defense. Yeah, number one ranked defense, Los Angeles Rams. The the Packers are just better. Plain and simple. Um the Rams had no answer for anything. It was there was times when you know, the Packers would lack on offense. They would give up, like, third and – it would get three and outs. But everybody knew the Packers were going to win this game. Um, it was just – it was too easy, especially when you got Aaron Jones running the ball like that. They have a three-headed monster running back that they just discovered. And those that wide receiver core mm-hmm. is is pretty ner- dirty. Um, you know, Devontae Adams on Jalen Ramsey. Devontae was getting him a couple times. Uh, Aaron Donald was fighting through injuries. He couldn't get to Rodgers. And, I mean, he was dicing him up. Rodgers had that little fake at the goal line, which was just dirty. He shook, uh, I think it was uh, Leonard Floyd out of his boots.
1: Leonard and the Packers
0: just single-handedly dominated this game. Um, I never – I mean, is anybody really scared of Jared Goff, bro? I don't think – think I think everybody knows how to play against Jared Goff. The script is done. He had 21 completions mm-hmm. under 100, 180 yards. How do you do this, bro? Every game, how do you do that? <laughs> um, Cam yeah. Akers, he's, he's a bright spot for the Rams, so I think going forward – He's their yeah. best player on all. Yeah, going. They didn't have Cooper Cup, but I don't think it would really make a difference. The Packers just came in this game more confident, and they were ready to play. So props to the Packers. Props to Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get the duel of the century that we never got. Um, I don't think in the history of the NFL we're going to get something like this before. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. So yeah. I'm really excited to see that next week.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the MVP was just doing MVP things. The run game was going. That offense looks unstoppable. I thought they would have trouble because – I mean, Matt LaFleur is a Sean McVay disciple. I thought um, they would have a really good defensive game plan that could um, affect Rodgers and their ability to move the ball. But they they look unstoppable right now on offense. It's just they have that three-headed monster. They got the the guy who can slither around, make, make cuts, um, hit the hole, and is really fast in Aaron Jones. They have kind of a mix of – both AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and Jonathan Williams or Jamal Williams, sorry, and then they have the bruiser and AJ Dillon who uh he had some nice runs, he did have a fumble and got hurt, but um, I think he should be fine for next week. He's big, so he they'll have big, that, bro. Yeah, he's the guy is, he is huge, he is a straight up bruiser. Um, I'd like, I, I don't know, one of you said that uh, reminds he reminds you of uh, he's Drone built like Batist. that, bro, like, it's, like
0: he's 290 yeah. pounds, I think, and He's oh he's 250, six feet tall, 250. That's a lot of, that's a lot of weight in that small body, man. Yeah, that's
1: hard to tackle. Yeah, exactly. And then Alan Lazard uh, had a drop, um, had a huge drop that could have just ended the game right right there, um, but made up for it on that deep 58-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, yeah, the the Packers offense is humming. The defense has been playing really well, I feel, Um Cam Akers did have some good runs, but they, um, they locked up. Um, there wasn't the Jared Goff obviously isn't as much of a threat as Tom Brady. So it's obviously going to be a different situation next week, but they did whatever they could. Um, they got the job done. Jair Alexander was balling. Um, the Smith brothers were balling. Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. I mean, if they can keep playing like this, the D line, um, they could make things really rough on the bucks offense especially um considering the weather um it might snow next week it's going to be in the 20s maybe even the teens so uh those bucks players who are used to playing in um that warm weather might have some issues obviously tom brady's used to used to it but those other bucks players i'm not sure like chris godwin's already been dropping the dropping the ball a lot this these playoffs so um who knows what could happen there but I'm so excited for this matchup. Um, I think this might be the greatest matchup QB matchup in a while. We have not um, had the this is Brady is. man. I think. Yeah, exactly. This is this is that 2.0, basically. Um, like this week is going to be a battle of the best quarterbacks of the season. Honestly, we got the four best quarterbacks in the league this year, at least, um, all in the conference championship. So I think that I, – I just don't think now nowadays in this league with um, passing being such an emphasis, um, I don't think you can survive with a game manager anymore. Um, it's all about the quarterbacks now. Um, you have Josh Allen, who doesn't have much of a run game. He's basically the run game, and they're in the conference championship. Obviously, Mahomes um, – Brady and Rodgers are some of the most accomplished QBs in the league. So, uh yeah, it's a, it's thoroughly a QB league now. So, it's going to be interesting this week. I'm really excited for yeah, this. Yeah, uh
0: and go back to the the AJ Dillon thing. Let me This Jerome Bettis is 5'11, 251. Uh AJ Dillon is 6'250, bro. It's literally the same exact player. They're oh my God. I didn't even realize that. But, yeah, they're, they're
1: close. I did not know either. I thought I thought Jerome Yeah, he's literally gone. the exact yeah.
0: same player. I mean, A.J. Dillon is, like, if you have him as a goal back, it's a wrap. Um, but, yeah, moving on, mm-hmm. going to the AFC. Like Shreya said, two best quarterbacks moved on, which thankfully happened. Um, Past few years, we've had a lot of Jared Goffs in the Super Bowl. We don't want that. We had Jimmy G's in the Super Bowl. No, it's it's a new age now. You got to get carried by the quarterback, especially in today's game. And we saw that um with Patrick Mahomes. And listen, the, he, I know he got hurt, but before he got hurt, that Chiefs, the Chiefs were unstoppable. There's no stopping him at all, bro. They had scored every single possession that he was in the game. Um, besides the missed field goal, I think. That was like 33 yards out. But, yeah, the Chiefs mm-hmm. looked really good um, until Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Then they got a little stagnant. But, I mean, they were just – they were taking it to the to the Browns. And I'll give credit to the Browns. They hung in there as long as they could. Finally got the run game going in the second half. But Andy Reid, I got to give props for that last four down – um, call to end the game, to seal the game, because I did not expect that at all. I was expecting a hard count just to get him sides. Even Tony Romo said it, too. He's like, oh, look at the body language, but maybe it was all planned because they left Tyreek Hill wide open, which I don't get. Um, but that that pretty much ended the game. Yeah, It, it scared me. If you're a Chiefs fan, that game got going to scare you because going forward, man, if Mahomes is out next week, I don't think they'll beat Buffalo. And Chad Henney, listen, he played as well as he could have played in the situation, given the situation he was in, he's stepping in in a playoff game after the MVP or after a former MVP goes down. To come in and, and seal the game out for that is just, I got to give props to him and Andy Reid and the whole culture stuff.
1: Yeah, it was first playoff play, first playoff yeah. game ever. So.
0: Um, the Chiefs, it's going to be very interesting to see against uh, Buffalo, especially if Mahomes play. Is, I feel like it's going to be another shootout. The KC defense really show, showed up yesterday, though. I got to give him credit uh, credit for that. I didn't expect them to play like Mm -hmm. that. But, I mean, if they can play defense like this, I don't think anybody's going to stop them, especially if we got a fully healthy Mahomes. But uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. um, I I thought Baker played a really good game besides that pick. Um, I thought he was making some nice throws. Obviously, that Rashad Higgins. Oh, yeah. That was the best call. That rule, man. I just wish. I just wish the offense wasn't penalized so much. Like I like if you lose the ball 1 yard before the goal line, you get it there at the 1 yard line, but if you fumble it out of bounds in the end zone, the other team gets the ball at the 20. Uh it's just a weird rule. I feel like it should be the offense just gets it from the 20 yard line and it's first and goal from there. Like if you want to penalize them, don't penalize them so it changes much. changes the entire of the game. Bro. I like, don't you... Exactly, I, like that could have that that could have ended up being what, a, six?
0: a ten point swing because the Chiefs or the Browns lost seven. The Chiefs ended up getting three out of that, so yeah, it was bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it would have been a six point game. Um, the Browns would have been coming out of half with the ball with the chance to either tie it or take the lead, um, or cut it to a three point game. So that just changed the whole complexion of the game at that point. Um, but um, yeah, the Mahomes injury. I mean. Now I, I don't I, I didn't even like that was pretty scary like he, when he when he got up I was like well, I, did he hurt his leg but then he couldn't even stand up so I was just so confused and then I saw the replay he got his head kind of just rammed into the ground um, an interesting play call I probably wouldn't have done it because last time he, he got hurt was on a QB run um, when it was fourth and short Um last year. Um I think that was when he dislocated his kneecap. So I don't know. That was just interesting play call, but um yeah, uh I just how are you gonna run the ball with um Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt only thirteen times? Like you got like the best running game in the league, if not second best. And they were they weren't running it at all in the first half. I think they ran. It I like think six I times think it's because Stefanski hit the panic um, button once they were down. I think it was like
0: um, thirteen and three. I think when they were down thirteen three, I think um, yeah. Stefanski just hit the panic button, and just decided to throw the rest of the game, and then he changed it at halftime. Yeah, they
1: were they were running it a lot to the outside, and the Chiefs were playing that really well. They were setting the edge, but whenever they were running it up the middle, that's when Nick Chubb, that's when Kareem Hunt, they were getting chunks of yards um I don't know why they got away from that they kept on trying to run it to the outside throughout the second half and it was just not working and they were getting put in these second and nine second and eleven second and eight situations and you can't really run on run on those downs like against the Chiefs you gotta you gotta stay aggressive and I feel like that kind of hurt also that challenge um That was a really bad challenge. And then they called a timeout um, on the last drive before they gave it back to the Chiefs. Um, A really unnecessary timeout. Um, That kind of hurt them because they couldn't take extra timeouts. They had to kind of just play uh, that clock game at the end. Um, They had to just hope that they stopped them and they couldn't. Um, Miles Garrett was in and out, but he did make a really good sack at the end. But you gotta you you gotta account for the quarterback on that third and fourteen. Like you cannot let go a thirteen yard scramble from Chad Henney on that down. And obviously Andy Reid made that great play call. Um, if any if he it was fallen. any other coach, <laughs> he that would have killed this. Yeah, yeah. But Andy Reid can do whatever he wants. He's done that in the past and gotten killed for it. But now he has a super Super Bowl ring on his belt. Um, he was feeling a little ballsy and it worked out. I think that play, they've run that play like a lot in those situations so who is many guarding, times this season. always worked.
0: Especially, it, he was playing so far on in the inside. I think it was a, a linebacker would have to pick him up. And at that point, I mean, he's going to run yeah. a slot route on the right or an out route. You're not going to stop him, right? He's way too quick for that.
1: Yeah, he's way too fast. Yeah, exactly. So
0: um, if he's,
1: I hope Mahomes is healthy next week. I'm trying to see Josh Allen versus Mahomes. Again, uh, last time the Chiefs ran it all over them. Um, I think last week showed uh, that the Bills' defense, especially their run defense, has improved a lot since then. And they will have a healthy Tredavious White this time. So uh, I think it could be a very close game. I'm really yeah, excited for it. Yeah, and
0: moving on to the Bills' That running game is atrocious. They have no running game at all. Josh is it literally Josh Allen versus yeah. the entire defense, and every team knows how to how they're gonna play. I thought the Ravens played extremely well, especially on defense. They held Josh Allen to literally just the Bills had one drive where they scored a touchdown. The other drive mm-hmm. was a short punt by Sam Cook, and the other one was a pick six. So that's where they got the 17th points from. But Josh Allen, all that I mean, he didn't play exceptionally well. There was, I think, it was the wind that made him throw some passes. You know. Um, a little overthrown, but I mean, look mm-hmm. at the score and look at the paper. It looks like it was a blowout. No, it was extremely close up to the third quarter until Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, like I said, the bills have no running game, like at all. They shouldn't even try it. I, I would just not even waste it down for that. Um, a total combined, I think it was 16 carries for 32 yards. So averaging two yards of carry there, not very efficient. Um, But the thing that is efficient was that Ravens, that Bills defense. They came out to play. They shut down Lamar Jackson, who was red hot coming into this game. They shut down all the Ravens running backs. Uh, It was just, it was a great game. Um, the Ravens had a couple drives. They did miss a lot of field goals. I feel like if the, especially if in the perfect condition, the Ravens would have won that game easily because Justin Tucker does not miss inside 50 ever. Yeah, Uh, he missed two in a row to open the game. So I mean. Mm
1: And almost, yeah, almost missed, missed the, third, the one. third one. Like it could it, have. Been. It, it
0: was bad. Um, and then also, Tyler Huntley stepped in. I think he played great for the uh, circumstances. He had a a wide open Marquise Brown. I gotta correct Marquise Brown too. He's been balling out the past few weeks. Um, he proved me wrong. I thought he was gonna be a bust, bro. I was like, this guy does not know how to get separation. But he was cooking. He had a, almost like an 80 yard touchdown that, or a 70 yard touchdown that uh, Tyler Huntley missed by a little bit. Uh, it, it was just. It was a very weird game. That's how I said it. I think the Ravens dominated in every single statistical category, and they still lost this game. It, this was one of the games where, um, you know, it's just a heartbreak to lose because you just, I feel like Baltimore had the ball so much. Buffalo barely could get it going offense. But hopefully when they come into um, mm-hmm. KC next week, the conditions will be better and Josh Allen can ball out and soak can Mahomes. because that was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. And if you like defense, you're going to love that game because – both defenses showed out last uh, that game, and uh, yeah, I gave him credit.
1: Yeah, I think Stefan sure. Diggs was for good sure. Advantage. He made huge um, catches every time they needed. Every time they needed a third down conversion, every time they needed something, it was always Stefan Diggs getting open. No matter who they had, Jimmy Smith on him a lot. They had Marcus Peters on him a lot. They didn't have they they had Humphrey. He was in on the slot easily the whole yeah, game. He was the slot. Got shut out. Yeah. Beasley got completely shut out. So, um, yeah, I think he was a big, like, he's, the. I think he was the biggest pickup of the offseason, honestly, besides yeah. Brady, obviously. But in terms of just skill positions, uh, I think he was the biggest pickup. He changed life for Josh Allen. He changed life for that Bills offense. Um, he made the plays when they needed to make them. And uh, it's going to be a Crazy matchup. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Stefan Diggs is gonna be uh, a sight to see next week. But um I just think Lamar has got to get better Thanks. passing the ball for them to win more playoff games. Um I the line wasn't playing the greatest. Oh, the oh yeah, we gotta bad the too, but you guys
0: just gotta go. He gotta go.
1: Yeah. He was he was horrendous. They had horrible center play the whole year. Um, the other, Matt Scura, um, he also had trouble with snaps. And this guy, uh, Makari, also. That that was just – I could just tell – I could see the frustration on Lamar's face that drive you through the pick six. Um, the line, he had like two seconds – like less than two seconds to throw, and there would be three people in the backfield. And then obviously he had trouble with snaps that drive. Um, I saw him yelling um, while he was going to the sideline. I think there was a timeout call during that drive and he was yelling, going to the sideline. He just looked really frustrated. And then the next play, he just threw a horrible pick. He stared Mark Andrews down and um, Teron Johnson just jumped it, just just jumped it and took it to the house. Um, That obviously changed the game and, um, he he just can't be making plays like that. He can't let it get to his head. Um, he he – I just – he it, yeah, J.K. Dobbins had a few drops, but um, he's got to become better throwing outside the numbers. Marquise Brown was open a lot more, um, and he just couldn't hit him. Um, and I got to give props to Bill's defense. Um, they, they locked him up. Uh, he could not get out of the pocket uh and get huge runs they were stopping them on first down they got they they were in a lot of second and nine second and ten they were winning that battle on first down making it hard for the Ravens to just keep running the ball they did run effectively with their running backs both of them had had 10 carries for 42 yards but they just couldn't get get it going on the early downs which forced them to pass a lot and they're just not, like, a team that Lamar Jackson can just drop back and pass because they don't have the weapons for that. And Lamar, Lamar hasn't improved as a thrower enough for them to be just dropping back on consecutive downs like um, the Bills were doing with Josh Allen. They they know he's their best player, and they're just going to keep it in his hands as much as possible. Like, they don't care. Uh, they don't care that they don't have a run game. They're just going to throw it as much as they can with Josh Allen. They want the ball in his hands. And I kind of like that. Um, It's been working so far. I don't know if it can work against the Chiefs because Steve Spagnuolo, uh, he's been there for a long time. He knows how to take away um, what's best. So it's going to be interesting next week. I think they're going to have to at least commit to running the ball a little for them to have a chance. Because if it's all on Josh Allen, I don't think you can beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a different. Yeah. Uh, so. For
0: Lamar, I mean, listen, bro you you can't. First thing you got you can't just be throwing it inside all the time. Everybody knows you're gonna go to Mark Andrews, or you're gonna go to somebody who's running a curl route. Yeah. And, um, you're not gonna run. You're not gonna throw it around in the sideline, tightrope it. You know, like Lamar got to work on that for sure. The other thing he's got to understand the situation when you're down 10-3 on third and goal, and nobody's open, and you're staring at Mark Andrews, just throw the ball away. Throw the ball away, kick the field goal. Hopefully Justin Tucker makes it it's a four point game. Instead you throw a pick six and seventeen three and that blows the entire game open and that's that's the end of it. You
1: Yeah. And they're just not yeah, a team. When you're who down 10-6, like you get that. a stop.
0: You can still run the ball. After that, you just you, your running game is basically out the window. When you're down seventeen three, um and you know, you drove the ball down, I think it was like a ninety yard drive or maybe eighty yard drive, and you get all in.
1: Mm-hmm. And you just get a lot you know, of clock Just a very uncharacteristic
0: thing for the Ravens to do. You know, you just got to be smarter with the ball in that situation. Just kick the field goal, take the points. It's like if it's not there, just throw it away. And I feel like Lamar needs to work on that. Um, Also, it's just like this Ravens team is—they're always beating themselves. Every single, especially this year specifically, they just turn the ball over at the most inopportune times, and it costs them the game. It's simple Mm -hmm. as that. That's what happens to the Ravens. I think they'll be back next year. They're gonna be a very good team. They'll be back in the playoffs next year, but hopefully Lamar can um, work on his throwing game just a little bit. Cause all you really need is just one or two big throws from Lamar every single game. I feel like he hasn't produced that enough. He's mm-hmm. just going very safe right down the middle, um, low hook routes, right on like Riley markers. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of his completions are like off script. He's like just evading rushers and then finding yeah. a guy who's like sure. uncovering uh, after like, the route has been completed, basically. They're just running around trying to get open to help Lamar out. It's not a lot of, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop back. This is a three-step drop. I'm going to throw a yeah, fair or something sure. like that, you know. It's a lot of just off-schedule stuff. I think he needs to be able to be better on schedule for them to um, win play- big playoff games against the likes yeah, of, Josh of Josh Allen. Yeah, I to give credit to Josh
0: Allen. Rookie year. His completion numbers weren't the greatest, but I think he worked on it very very well. I mean, he was a run he used to run a lot more than he does now. And now, I mean, mm-hmm. his completion numbers are out through the roof. Like I think he's the biggest increase from year 1 to year 3 in the history of the NFL. So, hopefully Lamar can take uh take some notes and uh work on his work on his completion because that's going to help him a lot moving forward. Um so yeah, moving on, we got we're going to predict the games for you guys. Uh, I don't really know if Mahomes is playing, so we're just gonna assume he is playing. Bills versus Chiefs next week. Shrey, who do you got?
1: Um this is tough, bro. Uh as much as I want to pick the Bills, I just cannot trust that um run game enough um as of yet. Uh I think if they can get it going, they can uh they they should win because they have been playing well. They have been the better team across the past ten weeks. Ever since that Hail Mary, they have been probably the best or second best team in the league. But um I can't go against the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions. I can't bet against Mahomes in this situation. So I got I got the Chiefs in a close game, thirty four thirty one. But I think it's gonna be fireworks. Both of the quarterbacks are gonna show out but in the end, I think Mahomes and that offense is just going to be too much.
0: Yeah, uh, same with me. If Mahomes is playing, which I hope he does because that would be just better for everybody, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think Buffalo will keep it very close. I feel like Josh Allen is going to make so many plays to keep them in the game. But I feel like the Chiefs are going to be ahead for most of the game. And then the, the Bills are gonna just going to cut it close at the very end. I think it's going to be 27-23. Chiefs Um I just want to see a lot of more from the running game because the Bills can't run the ball, bro. Like, the Chiefs are going to drop back five or drop five every – have six in coverage every single time, bro. And then it's just going to be – it's going to be hard to beat yeah, this Yeah, exactly. And especially if it
1: – go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if Cole Beasley is, like, fully healthy either. So, that is also something because a lot of um, – Josh Allen was just throwing a lot of deep passes that didn't have a chance – Um, I think that was because his receivers were covered up for the most part. Uh, Beasley not being healthy, I think has kind of hurt the efficiency of the offense. So if he's healthy, um, that could make a difference. But yeah, we have to
0: I mean, the Bills are. They're a one dimensional team, but it's it's a very good one dimensional team. And also, I I mean, Mm -hmm. the only way you beat Mahomes, you just don't have to give him the ball. And if you can't you can't run the ball. It's gonna be a long day, bro. It's gonna be a long day for your defense. So Exactly. You can't we will keep them side, But yeah, I got offense. the Chiefs barring any Mahomes injury. If he's out, I got the Bills, one thousand percent. Um next game, we got we yeah. got the Green Bay Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady versus Rogers. Uh is gonna be what it's built up to. So Shrey, who do you have in that game?
1: Um, I gotta I gotta go with the Packers. Um, I think they've been playing amazing football. Um, Their offense has been unstoppable. The last time I I understand that the Tampa Bay Bucks absolutely destroyed the Packers last time, but I think both of these teams were different back then. The Packers are a completely different team than they were um, in week six. Um, They've gotten a lot more physical. I think they've realized what they have in their running backs and I think that was like the first game Devontae Adams came back off his injury. So the timing wasn't right. But I think they're humming right now. Him and Rodgers have probably the best chemistry in the league out of any quarterback-receiver duo at this point. Um, and I don't think the Bucks have any guy who can lock up Adams. I think he's going to find a way to get open. Tunyon's playing well. Uh, Aaron Jones, all of them are playing super well. The defense is stepping up. I think it's going to be a really close game, but um, I think the big, the big, the biggest factor in this game is going to be the Packers' offensive line because they did get destroyed in that last game. Even with Bakhtiari, um, I think that's what really changed the game. Once they started getting pressure on Rodgers, that's when he started throwing a lot of bad balls. He threw those picks and he threw a pick six. But I think. The way that they've played the past few weeks, this line, and the way they played last week against the best defense in the league, they only allowed one QB hit. And if Rodgers is clean, there's no stopping him. There's absolutely no way you're stopping him if he doesn't get hit. Um, And I think that offense is just going to be too much. It's going to be a close game. Brady is going to play well, but um, I, I just don't think that this offense is getting stopped, especially in Lambeau. I think that Makes a huge difference in the frozen tundra. That's going to make a huge difference um, this game compared to last game. And I think the Packers will win uh, 31 to 27. I
0: believe, you know, Lambeau field is going to be a huge, huge difference. Tom Brady on the road um, in the playoffs, I think is now five and four. It's, it's a hover around 500. It's nothing like has his home games. Um, it's gonna be a tough game. This is probably gonna be Brady's greatest challenge ever. I think him coming into Lambeau Field against the MVP this year, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be the hardest game Brady has ever had to play. The Packers' defense is humming. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. Devontae Adams looks unstoppable. That three-headed monster running back is gonna hurt. Is gonna haunt them. But at the end of the day, this is Tom Brady. This is the goat. I think it's going to be extremely, extremely close. I can see it going to overtime. I'm expecting one of the greatest games in NFL history to go down in Lambeau Field this, this Sunday at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bucks 24, Green Bay 21 on a last-second field goal. I think the defenses are going to step up to the plate. Both of them are going to play extremely well. I think it's going to be very, very nitty-gritty close game all the way down to the wire from start to finish. But I think at the end it's going to be Brady who comes out Victorious against to his eleventh Super Bowl appearance, tenth Super Bowl appearance. I don't even know anymore at this point. Um,
1: yeah. And if that does happen, Ten. I think
0: Ten. there's no doubt in my mind, Brady is going to be the goat for years and years to come. Mahomes is going to it's going to take a lot from Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I could see Rodgers winning this game as well. It's just going to be extremely tight. I don't know at this point because both these quarterbacks are playing the best football of this season. Yeah. Um, I don't know man, cause they're not going to turn over the ball. It's going to be a very clean game. It's just going to be a lot of good defensive stops, especially on, like these third and fourth down situations. This is where the game is going to be won. The game is going to be won on fourth downs and third downs. It's too, it's going to be very enter- entertaining to watch. I do not expect any blowout. Um so if you're betting on the spread, I wouldn't do it, man. It's going to be very <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah. This is not a game you bet on. This is going to be um, you know, it was kind of like Pacquiao Mayweather, but you know these dudes are a little bit better now. We're finally going to get one of these classic duels, Kobe Lebron type of a game. Uh, so this is
1: exactly. I think this is what we've all been waiting for. Unfortunately, it's not in the Super Bowl, but at least we get it in the playoffs in a huge, yeah, and... huge on a huge, huge stage. So we're blessed. Yeah, whoever comes year. out of
0: this, it, listen. If they win this game, move on and play KC. The legacies that are gonna be built off these off these next two games for all three quarter all four quarterbacks too. Cause if Josh Allen comes in and wins the Super Bowl, I mean, whoever wins this year, their legacy is gonna be forever etched in stone, man. This is gonna be a great year for whoever wins. I mean, you got you got Brady who if he wins this game, it's mm-hmm. over. Like there's no GOAT debate. Um, if he wins the Super Bowl, there's no GOAT debate. If he beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl, it's just I don't even want to hear anymore. I think um to lose if you if we get a Brady Mahomes Super Bowl and Brady wins it, it's like what like, what are we going to do there's nothing much to say bro
1: yeah there you can you can't deny it anybody who's denying yeah, it is and, just uh, plain so, yeah. stupid
0: moving on San Bay talk
1: and they they in are they are calling for, for snow. snow um, by the oh, way, oh my goodness! In Lambo, well, I Sunday. hope
0: Brady. I think I know Brady's ready to play. He's played in New England before. I'm I'm worried about the rest of the team, bro.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man,
1: yeah, exactly. I'm not worried about Brady either, but that 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 makes a huge difference because you know the Packers love playing in the snow. And also, one last thing about Drew Brees, um, great career. Um, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Um, we've seen him throughout our entire childhood, but you can't get outplayed for two, ga- four. two, oh, two years in a row four by your row, backup yeah. in the playoffs. He lost, yeah. Last year, Taysom Hill outplayed him against the Vikings, and this year it was Jameis Winston. But yeah, four years, uh, Casey yeah. Keenum, Kirk Cousins, uh, Jared Goff, and now, um, I mean, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's different, but the three years were. Awful. Like he was a better quarterback. And yeah, he didn't. Drew um, Brees, one
0: no. of the greatest statistical quarterback probably to ever play. Uh he defied so many odds. He was a small I mean he's five eleven. Nobody expected mm-hmm. him to continue playing after that shoulder injury in San Diego. Comes over to New Orleans and I mean the city what he did for the city um after Katrina and everything he's done for New Orleans, he's gonna go down as a legend um forever. Future Hall of Famer, great quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, it's just rough, man. It was a rough last four years.
1: Yeah. You hate to see it end like that, but in this day and age, you are going to get clowned for it the way he ended it. So that's unfortunate, but props to an amazing career. Yeah. Um, You always want to run off in the sunset, but, you know, sometimes it's just
0: not meant to be. And this is one of the years. I mean, I'd rather have you go out by Tom Brady than like Jared Goff, you know. So so it, it it's a it's a exactly it, it's a sad ending, but I wish Drew Brees the best in future endeavors, whatever goes his way. Maybe ESPN, maybe Monday night football, NBC, who knows? Takes over NBC. I'll be I would be mad. Moving on now to NBA talks. You know, we were I think it was Wednesday when the trade happened. James Harden Was shipped from Houston to Brooklyn. They played one game together. Kyrie's still—I don't know what Kyrie's doing. I don't know where he's spiritual retreat. He's still out tonight. Maybe he's at another party. But the Brooklyn Nets—they look good. Well, just KD and Harden together. They won that game. Harden had a triple double in his debut. I mean, he looks like he just—he looks back to normal. Harden, bro, it's weird. Kevin Durant, forty-two points, I think, against the Magic. So I listen. Shrey, as a Lakers fan, how worried are you against uh, for playing against these dudes in the finals?
1: Um I am a lot more worried about just a duel of James Harden and K D than I'm worried about a big three with Kyrie Harden and K D. Um I just don't know if this is gonna work out. Um I've never <laughs> seen Kyrie as a third option. He left Cleveland.
0: He, was he left
1: LeBron James mm. to be the man, to be the man. And now he is not Robin. He is, he's Commissioner Gordon, like Shannon Sharp said. Ooh. He's Alfred the Butler. Um, I don't know how he's going to feel about that. Um, I know KD is going to be fine. He can play off the ball. He's played with great players. He's played with West Brick. He's played with um, Steph, Clay, Draymond. He's played with a bunch of great players. I know he's going to be fine. Um, he's one of the most malleable players in the league. He can fit into any system. I think he'll be fine. It's just a matter of Katie and, I mean Kyrie and Harden um, and the defense. Uh, they did lose Jarrett Allen. They lost Torian Prince, two of their best defenders. They don't have much rim, rim protection. DeAndre Dor- Jordan is pretty much a shell of himself. Um, I think he had like two rebounds in like 30 minutes or something like that, the last game he played. So he's clearly not what he was at the Clippers um, or the previous years. Um, So they're going to have some trouble with the likes of Giannis, Embiid, and AD if they get to the finals. And it's just going to be an interesting chemistry experiment. I think if they can figure it out, uh, I will be very worried because that is the greatest scoring trio, the greatest one-on-one trio ever assembled. Uh, I think these three are the best one-on-one players in the league. Um, and they, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up like 140 points a game, but they're going to have to figure out the chemistry. Um, if And they're going to have to figure out where Kyrie is. Like where where is Kyrie in his headspace right now? Um, he's he can leave at any time. He's very unpredictable. He's gone months without talking to his <laughs> he didn't teammates to at work, some bro. point just when like, he's not happy didn't show up. and didn't tell didn't tell anybody. He just dipped, and Steve Steve Nash had no idea where he was. Apparently, there the this the relationship between Katie and Kyrie is distant. He wasn't happy about not having input on the coach, um, uh, on the coaching hire of Steve Nash. So uh, it's just gonna be interesting. We have to wait and see. Um, I'm predicting that Kyrie is gonna be an issue, but if they can figure it out, um, it is going to be one of the greatest finals we've ever seen. We're gonna see LeBron, AD, KD, uh, KD, Kyrie. It's gonna be crazy. Um, um, I think we're so 2021. Blessed this year, man. We could be so coming this through, year man. In football, yeah, yeah, football, and uh, we could have. A matchup of Brady and Mahomes, or Rogers and Mahomes, or Josh Allen and Brady, like it's going to be crazy in the NFL. And then with the NBA, um, this matchup looks very tasty. Um, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens.
0: You know, uh, um, for,
1: but yeah, what are your? I want to say
0: conspiracy theory. I think mean, I think Kyrie knew this trade was going to happen. So he whatever he did, he decreased his trade value as much as he could, went out, go, went to that party, got pictured at them at the thing. Cause I mean, Kyrie's not stupid, bro. I, you know, he said he's he said we're all pawns, all right? So I feel like Kyrie, you know, his mindset, he's probably a step above us. He's probably a step ahead of us. He's like, you know what? I don't want to get traded. Um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna go to this party, get caught with COVID, get caught with uh, no mask on, you know, and then <laughs> I'm gonna go to this party, get caught with no mask on. And then have the entire league just, you know, have the media just completely torch me, just destroy me, and have zero trade value whatsoever. Because I think Houston, yeah. <laughs> I think Houston didn't even want Kyrie. Like they're like, I think Kyrie's offering, they're like, no, we don't want him. Just keep him. And they ended up getting who I don't know who they up. They, it was, um, uh, I don't know who Houston got, but I they got they got
1: they got uh, Dante they got Dante Exum.
0: Kyrie LeVert went to Indiana. And, yeah,
1: and. and uh, yeah, uh, Victor, and, Oladipo. Uh, Victor Oladipo and um Rudy on <laughs> um, and for 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 praise up to prayers,
0: uh, to, up. J- to um, Karis LeVert. I think that trade saves his life because he would not need to get a physical if he didn't get traded and they would not have found that lump in his uh kidney. So, prayers up to him. Hopefully, he gets better.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, up.
0: hot take right here. If the Nets kept Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and traded Kyrie, I'm low key, bro, like that team, low key because they need they need rim protection.
1: Yeah, I would be scared. I would be uh, scared. That team would
0: be dirty because you got Karris Levert coming off the bench. you got rim protection with J.R. Allen, but they did lose both of them. So now they got three very great ball handlers, three great scorers. who can just get a bucket whenever they want. I don't know how it's going to uh, pan out. I think right now Harden and KD, we're going to see something else, bro. They're going to ball out especially. I don't know how long K- uh, Kyrie's going to take to come back. But once he does come back, I feel like they can mesh well. I just I, I just don't know how Kyrie feels. I mean, think about it. We're putting Kyrie in the same sentence as Kevin Love and Chris Bosch. Does Kyrie like that? I don't think so. I don't think Kyrie wants to be in that
1: same exactly.
0: Um, like, it's just it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I, I think it's gonna be very entertaining, but if they do mesh it, if they do mesh and they get along and they play well, it's gonna be a long season for everybody in the East. Um are bad for Milwaukee. Giannis chose loyalty and now he got a super team to deal with. <laughs> Um Philly,
1: really, yeah, I thought
0: they were coming to form. Now I don't I'm not sure they can, you know, keep up with the boys in Brooklyn and the Lakers lasting uh yeah. l- the Lakers. I thought they're cruising to uh back to back championship if nothing happened. But now the NBA landscape has shifted and it's going to be very interesting to see. Um I think I still think the Lakers mm-hmm. are just better right now. I honestly do. I think the Lakers are the way they're playing right now, they're not even trying. They're literally not trying any of these games. They're just dominating any competition in their way. Like, the other night against the Pelicans, they were not trying at all, but LeBron shot, like, or eighty shot 5-16. and They won by 25 points. I don't get it. You
1: can LeBron shot 11 times, times.
0: And they, they won by 25. Times. This, I don't know what's going on. Like, I've never seen a team this dominant, the Lakers, since uh, the Warriors did it a few years ago, man. Like, I'm not even lying. Last year, there was way more parity. This year, it's, like, three teams that are just going to take over the league. The Clippers look good, but I don't think they're going to, like, just yeah. go in and just, like, roll somebody without even trying. Um, so we'll, we will see what happens. NBA is looking very, very interesting for the first time in a, in a couple years. So um, I'm ready for this.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, the ratings are definitely going to be up. They yeah, you have got, got Harden so in huge year. market now. And that trade mm-hmm, – exactly. You got three of the best stars in New York. And then you got two of the best players in LA. And then another two with Paul George, I guess, Paul George and K- Kawhi. So it's going to be really interesting. The Sixers are good. All these big markets. Yeah. No, well, the Knicks are coming the Knicks, up. They're coming up. Uh, but the Knicks
0: yes, are on sir, a team. man. Julius Randle is again, balling so. out, bro. I'm telling you, get this man some help and they're going to the playoffs. Uh,
1: they got so they got <laughs> the best defense in the league, bro. They held the Orlando to 81. Hey,
0: they're playing they're balling man. out. Yeah, they're in the 60 right now. So, the Knicks are might go to the playoffs, who knows man. The East looks like the East is so top heavy, bro. <laughs> so top heavy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the top, you got the top 5 and then everyone else we're just not sure. It's a weird season. I you can't I really the, get out. I guess it's about the Hawks right now. On a lot what of the these how are you guys
0: doing, bro? What are you guys actually doing? Like, I don't understand what the chemistry issues are. You guys came out 4-1, and and now you guys are 1-6 and in your past seven games. I don't get it. I don't get it. The Hawks Mm -hmm. are –
1: They had those two games against the Nets, and then ever since then, they've just looked uh, – Yeah, they don't make the playoffs. I've
0: been saying this. I think Stray's been saying this. Blow the entire thing up. It's not working. You had this for four years, four years of straight garbage. If you don't make the playoffs with this team, just give up, man. It's like it's over. Either trade John Collins or trade Trey Young. There's no way.
1: They're gonna they'll, they'll just, just they'll
0: just oh, straight up lose John. Collins. Yeah, they're gonna lose we John Collins. Which might be good because John Collins and Trey Young apparently don't like each other, and then it's just mm.
1: I think yeah, they yeah, should get some value at the deadline because
0: mm.
1: you still have guys in uh, Bogdanovich who's hurt, you have Gallinari who's hurt, but they're signed for a while, so I if, I don't think they need yeah. John Collins because they have so much. If if everyone's healthy. They have so much. I don't think – I think John Collins is just, like, icing on top. Uh, I don't – so they could get some good value for him. They could get maybe uh, a good backup center or something off the bench, um, like a a defender, a rim protector off the bench, because Clint Kapa has had health issues um, in the past few seasons. So some insurance for him, maybe a better backup point guard. I don't know. Um, but or a, another draft pick or something like that because they, yeah. they they just have so much on that team right now. I feel like there's going to be a point where John <laughs> is like, I'm not getting the ball. I'm, yeah, I know what I'm you not getting, you know. I, I, listen, so, like, uh, this team
0: just needs some vets, man. I feel like he's way too young and there's so many egos in the building. I mean, every single one of these dudes was the guy in college. I mean, you got DeAndre Hunter, best player from Virginia. You got John Collins, Trey Young, uh, Cam Reddish, I mean, all these dudes right here, like, their are ballers. Oh, you have Onyeka as well from USC. I mean, these dudes were all, like, the number one guy because the Hawks have been bad for so many years that they're just drafting and accumulating all these number one draft picks. So, um, yeah, this Hawks team, very mm-hmm. interesting to see. Another team I want to point out is the Dallas Mavericks. They are starting to come into form. I thought, you know, beginning of the year, I was a little worried, but now they've been winning a little bit more. Porzingis is finally back. Luka's playing oh Luca is playing the best basketball I have ever seen. Like like me and Shrey have said, MVP conversation. Um he's averaging a triple double, I think his last three games, but he had 36, 16, and 15 I mean, the loss to the Bulls, but I mean he's
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And he said he played and bad. We're gonna see him ball tonight against the Raptors
0: it. too. Yeah. So I think everything's finally starting to um look how we expected. I mean, in the West, you have the Lakers, Clippers at one and two, Jazz are at three, Suns four, Blazers are at five. Spurs at 6, Mavs 7, Warriors 8. So like everything looks exactly how we expected. The only team that's not in there is Denver. Um I think they'll be back on track. They'll be like top 6 seed or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Denver will pick it up. Yeah. They, I think they they are kind of a weird team this year. They haven't had uh MPJ. So I think once he comes back they'll be fine. Uh I think that they they're, they're just um kind of I don't know. Jamal Murray hadn't started off the best. Um, yeah. Jokic was basically carrying them. The depth, the, they they don't have the depth they had last year. I think they're just figuring things out, figuring out rotations. But once MPJ is back, I think they'll be fine. They'll I, be I, also, probably I honestly think
0: Jamal Murray was. Like we I mean, what we saw in the bubble was just that was just not him. <laughs> it's just not him. I mean, he's like, he's goody.
1: Yeah, I think that was just a yeah, perfect for environment sure. for some players, especially man. the Miami
0: Heat players. Miami Heat, uh, Miami are, he, he, I know they're dealing with COVID,
1: but man, they got to pick it up, bro.
0: They are, they're not looking too hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of those people <laughs> were saying Tyler Hero is the next great thing. Just relax, hold your horses. Um, I, I think he'll be good, but he's not like an all-star player. I don't yeah. think he's gonna. And be And one an more team that me
0: and Sheree want to point out because I know I know you want to talk about this is the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Got to be the most disappointing teams. They are just so oh so much talent, and they they can beat anybody in the league if they can just play for forty-eight minutes. But they don't play for forty-eight; they play for forty minutes, and then they end up blowing the lead in the fourth quarter every single time. They can keep it close with every team. Uh, they just won against the Kings last night. Almost lost that game as well. That powering of Stan Van Gundy, I feel like it's not a coach's issue. I feel like this team would have been the same thing under Alvin Gentry. I think it's just that the, the players are just like, I don't know what mm-hmm. happens. They just can't. Yeah, they can't hold a they lead. They just let up. let up. Me and Shrey watched literally every single Pelicans game. Like yeah. I'm not even, like every single game we watched, between NC Zion, and every single game we were disappointed in the fourth quarter. They have yeah. a lead every single game at one at certain points, and then they just blow it. It's like a double-digit lead too.
1: And they just uh, get so yeah. stagnant on offense. Uh, it's it's just it's ugly. It's ugly basketball. And yes, uh, I just think the rotation yeah, are kind of weird with Stan. I don't know. They put in a lineup with Zion and then four and everybody knows. Guys who, and when you have that just, lineup, it just doesn't work.
0: Like there's no, not, you post him up in the top of the key. What is he going to do? Mm-hmm. They're all going to collapse on him. He's going to force up a bad shot. It's like, yeah. Or it's like a pass to a guy who isn't. And then when you have the, the starting lineup and you have Bren Ingram running the same exact play, especially in the closing minutes of the game, he runs the same exact play for like yeah, six straight it, possessions, brides. It's just a high <sighs> pick and roll. It's just a high pick and roll to yeah, see what yeah, he it's can do. Of team is That's very it. intriguing. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, honestly. The way they're playing, I mean, they're just, they got the Jazz tomorrow, or they have the Jazz in back to back games. It's
1: going to be very, uh,
0: very ugly games coming up for the Pelicans
1: the grizzlies had like three players out for they they have they've barely had Ja. they've barely they haven't had jaren jackson yeah, they're, on they're on a four game win streak than the Pelicans. yeah they're on a four game win streak so that just goes to show you um they just want it more sometimes like the grizzlies just look like they want it more they play hard they never let up and that's why they're better than the Pelicans. even the thunder they don't have as much talent but they play the play the game the right way um, they they play good defense. Defense is huge. I don't think the Pelicans have played as good as they should on defense. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of young guys. I feel like they should be better on defense. And um, it's it just yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to win games when you can't play top tier games and bro. you struggle um, impossible late, late games. game situation.
0: Yeah. Um, exactly. With that being said, that's gonna wrap up the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week after the conference championship games. And we're going to get a Super Bowl matchup that we're all going to wait for. This year is finally coming to an end. It's going to be an amazing end to the season. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And we will see you all next week. Peace.